Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got something to say. I've never witnessed such BS in my entire professional wrestling career. I won the match. I beat him fair and square in the middle of the ring. But what happens? Darius got, got some vendetta against me. Huh? He wants to restart the match. Well, guess what? This is not the end of Bryce Saturn. I will be back and better than ever. And everybody will bow down to your emperor. Why should you visit the chairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales, right here on the hashtag Miranda show. Yes, we are back. And, of course, I say we because I am joined by my co-host, the producer of the Hashtag Miranda Show, the kingpin of thechairshot.com, the king of shit takes, and if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! That wrestling promoter portion, kind of pivotal in today's show. Yes, kind very, of. very pivotal in today's show. You've been waiting for this for six months. We are going to be doing the recap for IZW Impact Zone Wrestling Presents Evil Lives featuring Monster that was held this past Saturday uh, in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Saturday, April 22nd, as I look at this rundown, the secondary date here says November 12th. Um, does it really? So that, yes, yes, it does. Uh, I got the rundown in front of me, though. So that's it all does. that matters. But that was 
I, huh. I just noticed that no right now. That out. Um, yep. But the point is, you have been waiting six months for this show, Evil Lives, featuring Monster. And it happened. We are going to be breaking down the whole event for you on this week's Hashtag Miranda Show. We're going to be covering all of the major matches, developments, and history made at Evil Lives featuring Monster. Of course, with the very intricate, detailed insight by one said wrestling promoter of IZW, Greg DeMarco. He's going to be giving you the scoop, the insider information uh, that, hey, you just are not going to get anywhere else. So make sure you listen to this whole episode. We are going to be breaking it down for you. But before we do that, well, you know, we got to plug in where you can find your t-shirts, where you can support the chairshot.com and IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. So Greg, go ahead, do me a favor and wind it up. It's time. Oh, you know, it is time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot pick up your very own IDW and chair shot t-shirts today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of t-shirt designs. Well, of course, in support of Impact Zone Wrestling, like the IZW Pride shirt, the IZW Black and Gold shirt, IZW NWA design, and of course, a lot of very cool Impact Zone Wrestling t-shirts that you can purchase and just wear and look so stylish and so good and while supporting your favorite independent wrestling promotion. On the flip side, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt, including the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head shirts, as well as the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style shirt all there and each of those shirts well they start at $20.99 but if you want to spend a few extra dollars you can customize any of these t-shirts and get it in soft style so what are you waiting for why don't you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot I know Greg is just shaking his head wondering what are you waiting for go ahead treat yourself Wear something stylish. Support IZW. Support thechairshot.com by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So, you've been waiting for it. I know you've been waiting for it because I've been telling you that you've been waiting for it, but... The fandom came together, the stars aligned, and Impact Zone Wrestling finally had our first show of 2023, and that was this past Saturday in Glendale at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company, Evil Lives featuring Monster. So we're going to be doing a full breakdown of the entire show with special insight from Greg DeMarco, which is a special treat. Now... In full disclosure, I was not at the show. I had a prior commitment in California, so I could not be there. So on top of insight, Greg uh, has generously filled me in. And so I'll be bringing some of the results, but Greg is going to be bringing in a little bit more of just kind of the real-time information of what actually happened. So uh, again, full disclosure, uh, just so that you know, but in you know, talking to him about this and going through these results, I live very much vicariously through him and through all of you that attended. So it's just a thrill to see all of this come to light. I know how disappointed uh, you, Greg, the fans, the wrestlers were when IZW was not able to have Monster in February. And so the anticipation building up all these months to finally come out. Tell me just how did it feel to be you know, back at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company for a show of 2023. It was it was definitely a double-edged sword because, yeah, it was great to be back after six months, and it sucked not doing the February event and having to push everything and, and do the way do it the way we did it. But then once you hit Monday and Tuesday of the week of, like that kind of goes to the side because now you, you just have an event that you have to put on. And all the week of stuff really starts kicking in. And as I told you, leading up to it, I was ahead of, of schedule on a lot of things that week, which was really good. Uh, kind of like a full day ahead of schedule on when everything was done. But it's still stressful. You still, there's always that last minute surge and ticket sales and in communication. And, oh my God, you have my new theme song. And, and wait, what am I doing at this point? Like all of those things that ramp up at the end. And, and it's like, oh, and you get, you know, 10 days worth of promos in a five day span. And it's like, okay, let's try to play these out a little better. And, and all of that comes at, at, so at that point, you're just in that mode. That's going to be the same mode for every single event that takes place, no matter what. But then once things get going and the place fills up and, and you're out of chairs and all like that, you feel good about it. But the six month thing doesn't even really kick in again until it's kind of like, 
after intermission and things are, are, are winding down, then you're like, God, it's been so long. It's been so good to be back. And then, then that kind of comes back into it. So it's fun and it's exciting, but then it just becomes the same, not grind, but like sprint. And, and then you kind of get to enjoy it. And that was part of the, there's always that level of enjoyment as, as the event itself is winding down. But, um, that, that level of enjoyment was enhanced by the fact that it had been so long. And I know the fans were just anticipating, you know, this day I saw a lot of buzz online of people just so excited, wrestlers excited. And so to have that buildup, you know, sometimes can be like you also mentioned kind of a double edged sword, but in a sense of, you know, for high hopes can come disappointment. Um, But it truly seems like everything came together and um, there was no such disappointment. Everything pulled through and even some very unexpected surprises came through, which I think kept the crowd on edge that really left people in shock that really left um, what you may think truly as predictable, a bit more unpredictable, which we will go through as we go through the entire card. But let's get started with our VIP matches. And so for Evil Lives featuring Monster, we had three VIP matches, which is a pretty hefty VIP event, which is why when you get your VIP tickets, you are definitely getting a whole third of a show for a little extra cost. It's truly a good value, and you have matches that really will you know, help set things up for the future and actually help tell a story. Speaking of, we have our very first VIP match, Aguila versus Project West. Uh, In this match, it seemed like it was a very competitive match with West really being dominant throughout the match, but a surprise victory by Aguila. And then it was announced that as Aguila winning this match, well, he would actually, he won something, kind of a, a, a... not so much secret stipulation, but, but a, some kind of unexpected um, prize with that. And that is um, that Aguila will be uh, entering the Lion Classic for September 23rd. And that he will be able to pick his partner for that. And the Lion Classic, of course, is going to be ICW crowning their new tag team champions. And so Aguila was really a very big win in the grand scheme of things. You know, you you fight, you win the battle. You know, sometimes you don't always win the war. I know the war is uh, much further out for Aguila, but winning this battle against a massive guy in Project West um, and also getting this leg up into the stipulation for the Lion Classic is really big for Aguila. It was huge, and, and we don't know who he's picking as his tag team partner. It's easy to assume who he's going to pick as a tag team partner is he has had a partner in the past, and, and that's a, an easy assumption to make. But, um, you know, I think we'll know that soon enough. But, yeah, he was, was not headed towards a victory, that's for sure, but was able to pull it out in the end. And now he's got uh, just a little bit of an advantage as we get ready to crown our tag team champions. Uh, and that's definitely going to be something that we will be very interested in seeing how that rolls out uh, with the Lion Classic. Of course, we're going to have much more information over the next few months as we head into September. 
for this. Um, really, again, another monumental event for IZW crowning new tag team champions. But Aguila, at least seemingly right now, has one of the initial leg ups where he is, you know, set for the tournament and he gets to pick his partner. Up next, we have a promo moment with AJ Hero, uh, a kind of plucky up-and-comer in IZW um, where he was, you know, wanting to get a spot in Monster. Uh, but he had the very unfortunate luck to, uh, you know, cross paths with Final Destination. Um, and... In that, Greg, tell me a little bit more about this interaction between AJ Hero and Final Destination, because really, um, I mean, uh, I know kind of how it ends, but how did we get there with AJ Hero and, and Final Destination? Well, AJ Hero was looking for a spot in Monster. He had been that plucky underdog that you were talking about and had not been able to achieve victory in ICW, but wanted the opportunity, wanted to be in Monster, and Charles Cassius came out and essentially offered him his spot in Monster. As, as, um, as you remember, Monster was originally planned for February. Charles Cassius was an entrant. Charles choosing to focus solely on winning the ICW World Heavyweight Championship in the night's main event decided that he would hand his spot over to AJ Hero, uh, or so it would seem. Then he revealed that it's not going to be quite so easy that AJ would have to win that spot against a man that Charles Cassius has, has um, trained for the business in Damian Desire. And with the additional stipulation that if AJ Hero were to win, yes, he could have his spot in, in Monster. But if he were to lose, AJ Hero would become property of Final Destination. Not a member of Final Destination, but property, property. of Final Destination. And... Um, and and to their credit, they did not interfere in the match. It was a clear one-on-one -on -one match between Damian Desire and AJ Hero. Damian Desire did pick up the win, and that led to what you're referring to as, as AJ Hero. Now, within the confines of IZW, is fully property of Charles Cassius and Final Destination. Now, I will say, Property of Final Destination has a really good ring to it as far as, like, some good merch. Like, I know plenty of people who would want to become Property of Final Destination. Whether they're masochists or enjoy pain, that's another subject for another time. But, um, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a big risk, big reward situation for AJ Hero. He really wanted that opportunity to enter Monster. Seemingly thought he found that way. Um, but with that big risk, you know, he thought he could, could come up with that reward of being able to be to, to enter Monster and take Charles Cash as a spot. Instead, well, he had the big risk and ended up losing uh, the opportunity against the mean desire and now becoming property. And as you point out, not member property. So I just feel terrible for this kid. I mean, it's. It just does. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be a, a, a rough life for him right now. It sure um, is. And um, and we'll talk a little bit more about you know a string of ups and downs that really happened with Final Destination throughout the night. Um, uh, and I'm very curious how they may have taken that out on AJ. I can tell you that that the poor guy was just trying to interact with fans 
in between VIP and, and when the main card started, and Bryn Thorne literally ran out, grabbed him by his arm, told him he was not allowed to be out there, dragged him back backstage because, well, he's now property of Final Destination. Speaking of Final Destination, in our VIP main event, we had our winner inster, enters monster last match with Evan or Event, a main Daniels, or main event Daniels versus Balaam Lynx. Uh, this one, I mean, I know I was really looking forward to hearing about this match. I mean, main event Daniels is in one of his peak forms right now, not just physically, but uh, professionally uh, and, and skill wise against Balaam Lynx, who's had a very impressive turnout so far. Um, with that event, Daniels, main event Daniels wins, um, seemingly, you know, maybe through some involvement with the uh, final destination. And I wasn't there, so I don't know how, how much uh, interference or involvement may, uh, final destination had. But nonetheless, main event Daniels wins and ends up winning the right to enter Monster last. There was just enough presence of Final Destination to cause a distraction that allowed uh, main event Daniels to pick up the victory over Balaam Blinks. They did not get physically involved. In fact, they were not even out there for, for the match. They did leave with AJ Hero. and 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 Because Evan was not out there for all the AJ Hero stuff. He, he was preparing for his match, and then he came out. Uh, Final Destination definitely took a divide-and-conquer approach to the evening in many ways. And when when he came back, when, when Bryce and, and Bryn and AJ came back out, that was enough to cause a distraction, which did lead to Evan Daniels picking up the win over Balaam Lynx. That match you talked about being excited for did deliver. Um, I'm excited for when we release that video online, but... Um, Balaam Minks has come a long way, making his debut, winning the VIP Psycho Circus match back in August. Of course, competing for the fighting championship in November. And now um, putting on just one hell of a performance against main event Daniels. Very evenly matched. Could have gone either way had there not been a distraction from Final Destination. So um, definitely not done with seeing what's, what's coming from... Uh, from from Balaam Blinks and Final Destination did attempt to take a piece of Balaam Blinks with them. However, oh, that wow. was thwarted by the Navajo Warrior, who has had his problems with Final Destination in the past. Uh, he, he prevented the beatdown from from carrying on too long. Cleared the ring with uh, Balaam Blinks as we went into uh, opening the doors for the rest of the fans to come in. And then we hit into the opening of the show. Our very first match is well. You guessed it, Monster. Wouldn't be Evil Lives featuring Monster without Monster. Um, so even in main event, Daniels got the last spot. Didn't have a whole lot of breathing room um, between that his, his match and Monster, but still a pretty good um, amount of time um, as the show opened. Uh, and of course we have the monster rumble in which we had, uh, participants enter in, uh, in 90 second intervals. Um, and then the final two competitors in that match would then go into a one-on-one -on -one match. And then whoever won that match would be able to, uh, well, 
typically they would be able to request a match of their choosing. This year, another big stipulation added that the winner of Monster would become the new 3D sports fighting champion. So a lot on the line. And well, it would start off very interestingly because in your very first spot, we have Graves, undefeated in IZW, a monster competitor um, with the number two entrant, Dallas King, someone that Graves knows very well, someone that he's seemingly beat up for fun before, as well as some other people in this match. Um, other entrants as they are in order that came out, number three, DeShade, Number four, Ramrock. Number five, MBW. Number six, Shaggy McLevin. Number seven, Pete the Heat. Number eight, Mike G. Number nine, Can't Stop Jamal. Number 10, The Navajo Warrior. Number 11, Jacob Austin Young. Number 12, Balaam Lynx. Number 13, Damian Desire. Number 14, Boss Hog. And the 15th and final entrant in Monster was main event Daniels. Now, I know there's a lot to cover in this Rumble, but Greg, what were some of the highlights watching it live? Definitely some of the highlights watching it live. Pete the Heat coming out and really deciding he would take his sweet-ass time to get to the ring. Um, trying to take advantage of the fact that there were already seven people fighting in the ring before he even got there, so... He thought he could kind of fly under the radar a little bit and not have to get in the ring. Of course, that didn't really go his way because the very next competitor was a surprise return of El Cholo Mike G, who, of mm -hmm. course, Pete attacked back earlier in January and February, taking him out. Mike G having to have knee surgery, making the surprise return, beating the crap out of Pete all over the ringside area before throwing him in the ring just so that he could hit him with a spine buster and throw him out of the ring which was, of course, the first elimination of the evening. Uh, once that happened, um, Graves kind of went crazy and immediately tossed like five people, one five people one after the other. Seems like a very Graves thing after to the do. Other, after the other. It's almost like he was just waiting and, and deciding when he would do I this. say, sometimes I feel like he's kind of like a, a animal that plays around with their food uh -huh. a little bit, like just enjoys the hunt, and then will finally go in for the kill. Which he did. Then we saw the entrance, like you said, of Can't Stop Jamal making his IZW debut and, and in a very, as has, as has happened before in IZW. It happened with Judiz back in August and it happened with Tyler Cintron back at NAV30. Happened here as well. Someone that the IZW family knew nothing about. They immediately, uh, in some cases, they, they grew to hate somebody. In this case, they grew to love Can't Stop Jamal right away. Just the energy... The fire that he brought to that match, the athleticism, was definitely well done and, and had a great showing until he was unceremoniously press-slammed over the head of Boss Hog and tossed to the floor um, over three wrestlers who, who were lying in, in waste already. So um, great showing for Can't Stop Jamal, but definitely not the ending that maybe he was hoping for. Um, by the time that main event Daniels entered the match, we had three competitors left, and, and that gave us with that final four of the Navajo Warrior, of Jacob Austin Young, of Graves, who was still in the match, having entered number one, and, of course, of main event Daniels. And um, 
Every... I mean, that is a final four there too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, you have the experience of the Navajo warrior, even Graves. You have uh, Jacob Austin Young, um, who has been, you know, fighting and having his tension in moments with, with Graves uh, on top of really having an eye on that uh, 3D sports fighting championship title. And of course, you know, main event Daniels, uh, winning the opportunity to come in at the very end, um, you know, final destination, having a very solid presence, not even knowing, you know, if they would have interfered. I think that would have been my guess in this is that they would have, you know, uh, shown their face around. But it seemed like in this, um, you know, the the three as far as uh, Graves, uh, Jacob Austin Young, and uh, main event uh, Daniels uh, actually all took their focus on the Navajo Warrior. It was interesting because they did turn their focus on the Navajo Warrior, getting him out. Graves and the Navajo Warrior, the only two people to compete in all four Monster Rumbles, going back to the first one. Charles Cassius would have been part of that club, but electing not to compete and, and giving up his spot in this one. Um, and, and yeah, the group kind of decided that they wanted to get rid of the Navajo Warrior first, which they were successful in doing. And at that point, it came down to the final three. And this is where the fans, the crowd you could definitely tell, was expecting this to come down to Jacob Austin Young and Graves, who had been feuding and, of course, Graves was able to defeat Jacob Austin Young and kind of end that rivalry back in November. However, Jacob pretty much had Graves out of the ring and eliminated, but Evan Daniels threw Jacob off only to eliminate Graves on his own, giving us a rematch of the 2022 final two of Monster, which was Jacob Austin Young and Evan Daniels and main event Daniels. However, this one would go a whole lot different. Last year, they would wrestle for a good seven or eight minutes before Evan Daniels was able to overcome that move and Evan Daniels stealing the elimination of Graves from Jacob Austin Young really set Jacob Austin Young off. He was about to explode. He actually um, basically dumped main event Daniels on his head while referee Sean Rankin was getting in the ring. And then once the bell rang, um, it was just a buzzsaw that I don't think anybody could have overcome. And within a short time, it was over, and he was the new 3D sports fighting champion. Yeah, I mean, the Incredible Hulk, maybe the Incredible Jacob Austin Young, because something sounds like it flipped a switch in him, and, and it possibly, you know, having main event Daniels taking that opportunity away from him, you know, of having some type of, uh, you know, win over or something to, you know, hang over uh, Graves. That is still fairly uh, elusive, um, but. On the flip side, becoming the new 3D sports fighting champion. Um, and, you know, Jacob, uh, to his credit, did not waste any time. Uh, he ended up, you know, setting the stipulation of the 3D sports fighting championship uh, to to the test, which is the champion gets to decide their competitors. That's how these matches are made only by the champion and Jacob Austin Young has already made his first challenger uh, for his, his first title defense. And that's Graves. So Jacob Austin Young and Graves will go head to head um, at the line classic on uh, September 23rd. Very, very big uh, matchup already. I mean, talk about again, the fuel behind Jacob Austin Young, that energy. It seemed like he was just, 
you know, capitalizing on, on that, but also still wanting to prove, you know, he has what it takes against Graves. Yeah, basically saying that he he felt in order to establish that championship, he, he basically felt like he couldn't walk around as champion unless he was able to beat the one guy that he hasn't been able to beat. So he's, he's you know, jeopardizing his first singles championship in eight years in his career that he could lose in the first defense against the man, that a puzzle that he has not been able to solve, that nobody in IZW has been able mm-hmm. to solve in Graves. And so they will go one-on-one one more time, like you said, on September 23rd at the Lion Classic, this time for the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship. And if if he can't overcome Graves, he he's immediately lets that championship slip through his fingers. He could be a, a one-and-done champion, or this could finally be the opportunity in which, uh, you know, he, he finally defeats Joe Graves. I, I think just in and of itself, that is something to watch out for for the Lion Classic. With that, well, let's transition to our next match. Uh, it's hard to do after the uh, Monster Rumble, but, hey, we, we still have a whole card to go through. Uh, up next, we have the IZW World Women's Championship on the line. Uh, Bryn Thorne defends her title against Jin Sivani. Um, this is somewhat of a follow-up uh, from the last show in which, uh, you know, Bryn faced both Gypsy Mac and Jin Sivani um, in a triple threat. Now we have uh, the one-on-one. Uh, this one, though, very cut and dry as far as a clean pinfall uh, by the champion, Bryn Thorne. Oh, tap out. Yes, Brent Thorne debuted her brand new submission finisher and oh. was able to get the tap out victory. Well, look at that. I am changing up my notes. My reports from that are a little, little uh, unclear. That's my bad. But um, submission win by uh, Brent Thorne, which is very impressive. Yeah, brand new submission move. Um, Sucks for Jin Savani that she had to be the one that's tested on it, but uh, seemingly a very dominant win. Uh, by Bryn Thorne. It definitely was. And, and she, you know, when she had that three-way match that you were talking about in November, uh, she did score. She handcuffed Bryn, or she handcuffed Jen Savani to the bottom rope and then pinned Gypsy Mac, which is what allowed Jen Savani to get her championship opportunity. But Bryn Thorne would not be stopped on this night and is still the IZW World Women's Champion. And from uh, the other reports that I have, uh, after that, we did have uh, the rest of Final Destination come out, um, including new property of Final Destination, AJ Hero. Um, big celebration, even though main event Daniels wasn't successful, uh, Brent Thorne was, uh, and, you know, Apparently, Charles Cassius uh, had shared that, you know, this would be the first of many wins tonight, um, which brought out EJ Sparks and uh, Doug Nivison and DeShade to kind of transition us into the next championship match, which was the Wrestle Drag Championship on the line. Current champion Bryce Saturn faced EJ Sparks, which talk about competitive matches. Both of these are highly talented young competitors. Um, you know, EJ Sparks has been wrestling for quite some time. Um, but Bryce Saturn, you know, in just a few short years, he has been wrestling, has, you know, made such an impact. And again, we have, you know, uh, you know, the uh, the regulators 
uh, versus a uh, final destination, you know, in each other's corners, uh, really backing each other up. And that seemed to end up impacting the outcome of this match. Seems like there was uh, some interference or at least some of the back and forth between the regulators and final destination that seemingly played a, a part in how this match turned out. It was, yep. We had, um, really everybody was, was gone for, it was a one-on-one match and then final destination would make their way back out interfering, <clears throat> physically taking care of EJ Sparks, which allowed Bryce Saturn to pick up the win and retain the wrestle drag championship. Um, and of course we brought the regulators back out and quite the scene that we had for what we thought was heading towards intermission. Yeah. So still your, your winner and still wrestle drag champion Bryce Saturn. Uh, but as you alluded to Greg, uh, you know, with that, um, you know, EJ sparks, the regulators were not happy uh, about that. And, with the back and forth that they had. Well, you know what? Before we get more into that, we are going to be taking a quick commercial break. And once we get back, well, we're going to tell you a little bit more about what happened at the end of the Wrestle Drag Championship match and what went down further between the regulators and Final Destination. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com All right, so we are back with the second half of the Hashtag Miranda Show. We've been going over IZW Presents Evil Lives featuring Monster. We've been talking about all the matches so far. We just finished talking about the results of the Wrestle Drag Championship match. Wrestle Drag Champion Bryce Saturn defended the title against EJ Sparks, in which he successfully retained. However, well... There was some, you know, back and forth between uh, the regulators and uh, Final Destination, which led to an unexpected secondary match between EJ Sparks and Bryce Satter. Greg, can you kind of break things down? You know, what, what happened in this interaction? And how did we get to uh, another face-off between EJ Sparks and Bryce Satter? It all started when, when our commissioner, Derek Montia, came out and was not satisfied, is how he put it. And, and Derek, you know, he has to look at the competitive nature of IZW. He also has to look at the business nature of IZW. Here we are. We're going to intermission. We're going to intermission on a disputed ending to a match, and he just did not like that. So he was of the mind to restart the match. Now, he has no jurisdiction over the Russell Drag Championship. So from his perspective, he could not – restart the match and make it be for the wrestle drag championship however he wanted to give the fans that decisive ending between bryce and ej sparks bryce taking exception because he already won in a way that he felt was fair and square um said that if he was going to do this he wanted something and he wanted the opportunity 
to destroy a piece of the regulators before we got to our main event this evening, that if he beat EJ Sparks, EJ would have to leave IZW forever. Now, the regulators, including EJ, were not on board with this idea whatsoever. But Derek shockingly agreed. <laughs> Immediately said, okay. And, and you had some three regulators that were not too happy with that. However, Derek then added that in addition to that, if EJ Sparks were, were to defeat Bryce Saturn, Bryce Saturn would have to leave IZW, at which point nobody in the ring was happy with except EJ Sparks, who said he had this, he agreed to it. It wasn't an offer made by Derek. It was a proclamation, a statement. He made the match official. He kicked everybody out of, of the ringside area, all members of Final Destination, including their property and AJ Hero. Both other members of the Regulators all had to clear the ringside area one-on-one between Bryce Saturn and EJ Sparks in what essentially was a loser-leaves-town match that neither man had prepared for. And now suddenly their IZW promotion that both men consider home, their IZW careers were in jeopardy. And not only have they not prepared for it, they just finished wrestling each other. So I can only imagine how stressful those moments were and how stressful that match was for both teams because you have, you know, a core member of each team literally putting, you know, their career at IDW on the line. And I think to the shock of a lot of people, your winner in this loser must leave IZW match was EJ Sparks. So EJ Sparks coming out victorious, meaning Bryce Saturn had to leave or must leave IZW. Yeah, it was interesting because Final Destination has not done the fans any favors. Final Destination has not sought out the approval of the fans. In fact, when it was formed, it was that fan approval that Charles Cassius had said got them nowhere. But Bryce Adder was not without his supporters in this match. You, you had a crowd that was probably 65% EJ, 35% Bryce. Like There were a bunch of people there who were not excited at the possibility of losing Bryce Adder. Me, I wasn't excited about the possibility of losing either person. As yeah, the person who's in charge of putting these on, I was not happy that suddenly... One of our one of the members of our roster could suddenly be gone as as the promoter. Both of these people are, are were highly invested in, and now all of a sudden, one is going to be gone. And the the fans, I mean, they were living and dying by every near fall. Bryce Adder and EJ Sparks were wrestling as if their careers were on the line because they were. Uh, while while it's independent wrestling, right? You can still there's still plenty of places to wrestle, but this is their home. This is their home promotion. This is, is, is what they consider to be their home base, and one of them was going to have to leave, and neither of them were going to get to leave on their own accord. Neither of them were going to get to make the decision they wanted to leave. That decision was being made for them, and, and as you can attest to, as I can attest to, we're the kind of people who don't like someone else to make those types of decisions for us, and neither are EJ Sparks and Bryce Saturn, but... Uh, the match was clean from then on out. It was high-paced. It was high-pressure. The fans were living and dying by every near fall, thinking that one of their favorites could be gone. And in the end, it was uh, EJ Sparks who scored the victory, alleviating, alleviating the concern of many fans who fans start thinking, right, maybe this means that one of them is is moving or one of them got signed to a contract somewhere. And, and you know, fans try to think about, about the reasons behind some of this. But 
EJ Sparks picks up the win, and now Bryce Saturn, still wrestle drag champion, still competing and, and, and going to, you know, championship wrestling from Hollywood next week and defending the wrestle drag championship upcoming in June and, and continuing to carry that title as long as he can. Um, he's still here. That's the hard part for him. He's still part of yeah. Final Destination, but not in IZW. And, and that's a tough pill to swallow on a lot of levels for a lot of people, but none more so. Than, than the man you heard from at the beginning of this program, the Emperor Bryce Saturn, who now is gone from IZW. And that's a huge detriment to Final Destination. I mean, we kind of been jokingly saying how they've acquired, you know, AJ Heroes, you know, their property, but to lose, you know, I, I know you'll love this analogy, one of the pillars of Final Destination um especially before such a huge match for Charles Cassius um i can only imagine how much that shook final destination to the core on such a an important night for them you got this has been a war between final destination and the regulators and and by the end of this program if you don't already know you will find out who won that war but at the same time there are casual war typically does not take place without casualties and mm -hmm. there were casualties of war here. And unfortunately for Bryce Saturn, he was a casualty of that war. Well, transitioning to our next match, we have gypsy Mac versus Morgan and, you know, Morgan has been the standard for the IZW women's division, of course, her battles with Bryn Thorne are, are noted throughout, you know, over a year plus long process on the road to the women's championship. And Gypsy Mac has been, you know, very close behind, you know, making an impressive um, presence known in promotions all throughout the West Coast and, of course, in IZW. So anyone who wants to make a statement at IZW tends to have to go through Morgan. Um, in this matchup, though, the experience won Morgan getting the win over Gypsy Mac. It was a hard-fart contest. It was Gypsy Mac trying to make her name, prove herself, and on this night, she was not able to get that victory. It did go to the Ace of Arizona. It did go to Morgan, who still holds firm in her position, and um, if you view it as, as a gatekeeper situation, well, that gate has been kept as Gypsy Mac was not able to break through to that level, at least not at the expense of Morgan. Up next, we have uh, Derek's match of opportunity. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the show previously. Of course, our commissioner, Derek Montilla, always won for entertainment, always won for opportunity. Had a special match uh, in which the winner would get an opportunity, though the surprise to it was that you didn't know what that was until afterwards. So it could have been what was perceived as an opportunity. It could have been what actually was an opportunity. You never quite know in the mind of Commissioner Derek Montilla. Um, so the match was originally announced as Jordan Cruz versus Tyler Cintron, but as shared on IZW social media, Tyler Cintron was out. And so that left room for, you know, somebody else. But of course, again, Derek being the ever opportunist, loving to up the ante, replaced uh, Tyler Cintron with not one, but two competitors. 
So we had Jordan Cruz versus Judez versus the debut of Honest John in IZW. And so uh, shaking things up, uh, we had a triple threat match um, in the winner getting this grand opportunity from uh, Commissioner Derek Montia. Now, talk about you know competitors. I mentioned this a few times with some of the talent already in IZW. Um, but these three wrestlers are truly uh, amazing athletes in their own way and very different styles as well. Very different personalities that I'm sure came through in their match. Jordan Cruz, uh, you know, the modern day Spartan, you know, incredible athletic ability. Jude is as well. Um, really still a, a newer face in IZW. So fans still got a, a taste of him, um, but also has an incredible talent versus really the more eclectic nature of Honest John, which can be um, a little deceiving because you can see, you know, you can assume that that may also translate in his wrestling, but an incredible keen eye and wrestling ability. So three very different personalities different wrestling styles, but all on point with their wrestling abilities. Yeah. These guys tore the house down to use a cliche in pro wrestling and, and fighting not again, not knowing what the opportunity was. And, and between these three gentlemen, you had two, a grand total of two matches in IZW total in their histories before coming out tonight. So maybe not knowing the history of, of commissioner Derek Montia, not knowing what, I mean, many of us have watched Lucha Underground when you see that maybe Dario Cueto's tremendous opportunity led to someone's death. So you just never know what could actually come about in, in some of these matches. But they fought as though this would be an actual amazing positive opportunity. And, and it was a hard fought bat, very hard hitting. One of those, you know, sellouts at the curtain, as they like to say, where everybody was watching and, and just an amazement of what these guys are throwing at each other. In a three-way match, it's often very difficult to pick up the victory because you have to get to a point where one of your opponents cannot, you know, interfere and cannot get in the way of, of you achieving the victory over another. And so it was a tough match between all three of these gentlemen. But we did have a winner, and that was Jordan Cruz uh, forcing Honest John to tap out and win so of course being the winner Derek Montia came out and revealed that uh well though it was a secret he can now uh reveal what the opportunity is and it was a big one by winning the match Jordan Cruz earned the opportunity to face the IZW world heavyweight champion at the Lion Classic on September 23rd. So he now has a IZW World Heavyweight Championship match at the next show, which is big. Um, you know, that too, uh, not knowing, you know, at that point who the champion was going to be, still being the next person in line for the championship is such a good opportunity. And so Derek Montia really did come through. It truly was a match of opportunity and now a huge next level step for Jordan Cruz. It is. You think about it. It's only his third match at IZW and it will be an opportunity to challenge for the IZW world heavyweight championship. Our, our championship scene has been dominated by a group of wrestlers and, and most of those opportunities have been earned 
All three members of Final Destination getting championship opportunities. EJ Sparks got two. Mr. Classic Stanley Logan got one. Watson even had one. Just just so many uh, of the, the wrestlers who have climbed the ladder in IZW. So Derek taking the opportunity to, to shake things up a little bit, like you said. One of three people were going to get those opportunities, and and all of them were going to do so after their first ever victory in IZW, which is apropos since Thugnificent, when he became the IZW World Heavyweight Championship, had never scored the winning fall of a match in IZW mm-hmm. before doing so. So he was going to provide an opportunity to one of those three individuals. All three are going to give any champion a run for their money. And like you said, it was Jordan Cruz who picked up the victory. All three men impressed and, and dazzled the crowds and, and crowd and amazed the crowd with what they did, just, just throwing everything they can. The hardest-hitting match of the night by far. And at the end, like you said, it was Jordan Cruz who was able to overcome and, and defeat out the other two world-class competitors, two guys that you will definitely see more of in IZW in the very, very near future. That's for sure. The future is bright for all three. You know, though Jordan Cruz now has this, uh, oppor- you know, title opportunity, it does seem like, you know, Judas and Honest John are not going to be far behind in the title chase. And who knows, you know, for Commissioner Derek Montilla, another match of opportunity to come at any moment. And we will really see what uh, uh, that will lead again. This time it was a great opportunity, but knowing Commissioner Montilla, you never quite know what he has up his sleeve. And with that, well, we get to our main event, a match, you know, really over a year in the making, the IZW World Heavyweight Championship on the line, Thugnificent defending against Charles Cassis. And... Not just one year, two years in the making. It just, COVID messes things up a little bit and and being gone for six months does. But as we've already talked about, we've had the war between these two groups in a steel cage between individual members fighting all over IZW. But you have these two pillars of their respective group finally going one on one. Tell me, how was that environment like before the match even started? You know, that's one of my favorite feelings before a main event is the energy, the the air in the arena just feels different. And with so much history between these two people, I could have only imagined what it felt like with the anticipation before that bell rung for this match. I mean, it was that, that you know, cliche, stereotypical big fight feel. That you hear of, you know, they're all part of their respective groups, but there was no outsiders involved in this match. There was nobody staying at ringside after the introductions for for this one on one contest. Um, In fact, you had all the members of both units watching from afar and 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 seeing what would happen with their with with their comrade, with their partner and their leader, essentially, um, of each of these groups. And it started back in August of 2021 when Charles Cassius and Evan Daniels turned their back on the fans, winning the ICW Grand Prix over EJ Sparks and Thugnificent in that final match after turning. And and it's been ever since. We've seen attacks from both sides. Um, Thugnificent has not shied away of making his presence felt, and Charles Cassius has done the same. Made a huge attack on Thugnificent at Psycho Circus, which led to the Steel Cage match, where Final Destination was victorious. And... 
bring us to this moment, but it was one-on-one. It was man-on-man. Thugnificent had been able to gain the upper hand against Charles Cassius at times in the past, so he was not coming into this match scared. He was coming into this match that he felt at the advantage because he is the champion and and treated himself as such. He came out with the crown and with the cape as, as he terms it, the new king of Arizona, and threw everything he could at Charles Cassius. But unfortunately, that wasn't enough, um, which is a shock because Thugnificent has had some of the best matches in his entire career defending that title. We know how much it meant to have that title. I remember interviewing him the night he won that championship and how much it's meant to him over 700 days as IZW World Heavyweight Champion. But at... Evil Lives featuring Monster, we crowned a new world heavyweight champion. Charles Cassius comes out with the win and now is the the new world heavyweight champion of IZW. Which really fits his mission since forming Final Destination has been to reform IZW in his image. And, And in doing so, ending the 785 day reign of Flagnificent, but also... Um, he has the biggest prize in all the land, the most prestigious championship in in all of Arizona, of the Southwest. I mean, this has been, no one has been able to wrest this thing out of Flagnificent's hands for 785 days since he won it back at the second ever monster in 2021. And and now there's a new champion. And and, and it's it's that's been a constant of IZW, has been Flagnificent with this championship. And, and now that's changed. That is gone. And it, it rests in the hands of Charles Cassius and, and in Final Destination. And with that comes a tremendous amount of power, a tremendous amount of sway that they have. And while they may have lost Bryce Saturn earlier in the evening, they walk out with the biggest bargaining chip that anybody can have in a wrestling yeah. promotion, and that is the World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, I, I talk about a lot of highs and lows for Final Destination at Evil Lives. They acquire AJ Hero as their property. Uh, main event Daniels ends up winning the opportunity for the last spot in Monster, but ends up coming a short um, and not winning the Monster Rumble. Bryn Thorne successfully defends the IZW uh, World Women's Championship. You know, Bryce Saturn... Uh, you know, lose, uh, loses a, a loser leaves town match. And now Charles Cassius becomes your new IZW world heavyweight champion. And so a lot of highs and lows uh, for Final Destination that night, but really ending the night on a high, the highest note that they could um, end it. And like you mentioned, you know, now they have, you know, the biggest bargaining chip in IZW, they hold the cards, they hold the keys, they hold the power. They truly hold the power. And now we do know, you know, uh, Charles Cassius will defend uh, the the title, the IZW uh, World Heavyweight Championship against Jordan Cruz September 23rd at the uh, Line Classic. So, um, you know... It's it's going to be a big test for both Charles Cassius and Jordan Cruz. But, I mean, for Final Destination, you can't, you know, you, you can't stop them right now. 
Um, tell us a little bit too more about, you know, what happened after the match. What was it like, you know, for the crowd's reaction, you know, significant reaction, you know, tell us a little bit about the air after the match. I mean, it was definitely the winds of change kind of rolling through, um, which is nice. There was a, a nice breeze that evening, so it does apply, but, um, it, the crowd was split. I mean, a lot of people, I think went in there assuming that Charles Cassius could be the one to end this reign of Thugnificent, whereas others had seen, seen Thugnificent always being faced with adversity and always overcoming that to retain his championship. So um, for some people, it was that that culmination of what they've seen building over two years. For others, it was the, the, the end of this illustrious reign of a champion. But uh, for Thugnificent, this has been a career-changing 785 days for him. Going from you know you know being being the guy and going from being a quote unquote mid carter to being the guy to carry the company, and he took that very seriously from day one. And so for him, he understands the importance that that championship holds. You know, I've I've often said on on podcasts before, uh, a championship is 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 metal and it's leather, and it's it's made important by the people who carry it and by the way they defend it and by the importance they give it. And no one has done more of that than Thugnificent. So for him. While he may be disappointed, while me, ha- while he may have been humbled in in his experience against Charles Cassius, he now knows the importance of what Charles Cassius holds. And so for him, he did show that measure of respect to Charles Cassius after the match, um, hiding behind the curtain and then coming out and and bowing in front of Charles Cassius and even giving him an embrace. I don't think that means that everything has been buried between Final Destination and and the regulators, but in this instance, it was Thugnificent basically saying, you know, it, it's as if two candidates are, are running for office and, and one wins and the other one who doesn't win now needs to say, you are, are our leader. And for Thugnificent, it was basically saying, this is yours now. I have, have bared this burden. I have carried the tremendous responsibility of being the IZW World Heavyweight Champion. Whether I like you or not, this responsibility yeah. now lies with you. Well, and I think the fact that there wasn't any interference, there wasn't, you know, those uh, outside aspects like we saw earlier with EJ Sparks and Bryce Saturn that, you know, left room for questioning and for error. This was one on one. And in that match, you know, the better man, you know, was the one who was who was able to uh, get the three count. And you know, for this go around, that was Charles Cassius. And I think for Thugnificent, as hardy as, as he has defended that title against everyone he's defended against, you know, he has really put that forth um, in every title defense. So I think that definitely, if, you know, by winning fair and square those times and now in this case losing, it, it's, you know, I'm sure for him hard to deny that at that moment, you know, Charles Cassius was the better man. You know, in the long run, you know, is that going to be the way how he feels? You know, maybe who knows what what history is going to look like. But um, I, I could see that being, you know, just really thugnificent. It, it, his way of being able to acknowledge, you know, part of that war that they've gone through and, you know, Charles coming out on, on the other end um, cleanly. And that was, it's important, you know, you don't, in my opinion, you don't end a 785-day reign 
where there's outside interference, where there's any opportunity mm-hmm. for dispute. Yes, that can you can tell stories that way, and you can use it as a storytelling yeah. element. And there are plenty of oppor- places where that that comes into play, as we saw earlier in the evening. But in this case, if you're truly going to end a 785 ring the right way, it needs to be the way it was, and that is one on one, no outside interference, and and there's no other way to do it. There's no other way to to honor the champion who has held it for 785 days, and there's no other way to properly respect the challenger who was able to overcome that long-standing champion, but to do it the way that they did it, one-on-one, in the center of the ring, live with the result either way, but but may the best man on that given evening walk away with the victory, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, totally. Well, and that sums it up for our review uh, and recap of IZW presents evil lives featuring monster again, six months in the making, the chapter is closed on this show. How does it feel to now, you know, finally get to this point with evil lives featuring monster? I felt amazing. I mean, from a planning perspective, you know, having to, to lose an event, um, on the calendar does throw a lot of monkey wrenches into the plans. There were things that could have been delayed and things that could have been shifted around, but we really kind of stuck with our long-term planning. As you know, I, I plan things way far in advance and, and the number of events that we run does allow for that. And, and so I, I have a lot of plans throughout the future and, and really decided to keep, keep with that. We could have moved some, some more things around than we did and, and let some certain stories play out. But uh, overall, it's it's the end goal in mind, remained in mind, and to see that play out, to see those those visions come to life and come to fruition. Um, there's always twists and turns along the way, and 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 you love to use the word pivot for some of the things that I have to do um, when it comes to this job. But to to get where we got on this night was perfect, in, in my opinion. Um, I come out of an event feeling like there's very little that I would change. And this night was exactly like that. Uh, there's very little that I would change about this. I'm very happy, very, very happy for what happened. Very excited for what's to come. Um, happy for what it did from a business perspective, being the, our, our largest event, largest gate we've ever had, and um, and just really contributing so much to the organization from all areas, all aspects, all sides, and just excited for what comes next with uh, with the Lion Classic on September 23rd. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, the next chapter here of the ICW story this year is the Lion Classic, September 23rd. Tell us a little bit more. What can you preview for us about the Lion Classic? Well, there's a few things that are already known about the Lion Classic coming out of this event, which if you followed along, we tend to do um, when we when we set things up. But of course, as you mentioned, Charles Cassius will be defending his first defense of the ICW World Heavyweight Championship against Jordan Cruz who won that opportunity by winning Derek Montia's match of opportunity. We also know that Jacob Austin Young, who is the new IZW 3D Sports Fighting Champion, will put that championship on the line and likely the riskiest, riskiest, the most risky, I don't know, way possible going one-on-one with Graves. We do know that we will be crowning uh, the IZW World Tag Team Champions in a Grand Prix-style tournament. Um, the last one of those taking place two years ago at the event called IZW Grand Prix. So six teams will be involved in three tag team matches. The three winners will face off 
Um, and and those those three winners will battle for the right to be named uh, the first pair of IZW World Tag Team Champions in a good 14 years. So um, 13, 14 years since, since anyone has held the IZW World Tag Team Champions. So a lot to take place and a lot to absorb here in the coming weeks and uh, coming months as we march down the road to the Lion Classic. Of course, that also means the return to IZW for the first time since his retirement, uh, where the Hawaiian Lion will be in the house and, and will be involved. Um, wow. And so we're excited to have him back. Of course, many might remember that we originally did have Sin Bodhi on board for a February event, which was, was not able to happen. Well, this is his, his rescheduled date with IZW, so Sin Bodhi will be with us for the Lion Classic as well. So this is going to be a loaded night of professional wrestling, one that you do not want to miss. Uh, Bryn Thorne will be defending her championship as well, so it will be a, a championship-riddled evening, and uh, again, much like every other IZW event, a night that will will never be forgotten. Absolutely. Don't forget, of course, Greg, where can our listeners go follow IZW? So to follow along on social media for all the announcements, go to IZ, at IZW Wrestling AZ on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona. Tickets are on sale. Um, our early bird uh, front row VIP already sold out. And, and so if you wanted to get on the early bird pricing, that opportunity was supposed to go until, until midnight Wednesday, but... Uh, the tickets didn't last that long. So go to IZWWrestling.com. Of course, the direct ticket link is, is available on all of our social media. But if you go to IZWWrestling.com, it'll take you right to the Eventbrite page where you can pick up your tickets to the Lion Classic on September 23rd. It might seem like it's a ways off, but the summers fly by out here, and that event will be here before you know it. And I can't wait to bring it to everybody. Another historic evening. So September 23rd, the Lion Classic, new tag champs, Charles Cassius defending against Jordan Cruz. Jacob Austin Young defending against Graves. The return appearing, uh, not the return of the ring, but he will be appearing. The Hawaiian Lion, Sin Bodie, will be making his first IZW appearance. Bryn Thorne Defensor Championship and so much more. Grab those tickets at IZWWrestling.com. Yes. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Greg at Greg DeMarco44 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, the Chair Shot, you can follow us at Chair Shot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, we're going to be sharing things along with IZW as well. So make sure you follow us on social media and for all of our picks and fun shit like that, just go ahead and follow us on social media. If you are listening to this show on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a new notification every time a episode of the Hashtag Miranda show drops. You can leave a five-star rating and also a review. And, of course, a special shout-out to the home of the Hashtag Miranda show, which is TheChairShot.com 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 Always use your head. Whew. That was a long one. I, I feel 
like I was there. So thank you so much, Greg, uh, for all of your insights, your analysis. We hope you enjoyed this review show. You know we're going to be reviewing the Lion Classic uh, after that show in September. So make sure you stay tuned to that and other episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show. So for Greg Marco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.